waking up in the early morning hours on June 25th, 2019, all I could see was darkness. And as I opened my eyes and started to get my bearings once again, I twisted my head to the left and could see the faint outline of a digital clock that read the numbers 12.45 a.m. And that's when I heard the sound of a heart rate monitor going back and forth. Beep, beep, over and over. And the memories came flooding back. The memory of speaking French with my anesthesiologist before going into surgery about six hours earlier. The memory of sitting with my dad in the pre-op room filling out paperwork. And the memory of getting changed in the gown before I went into the operating room for the third hip surgery, this time on my left hip. And in that moment of sitting there, lying on my back, vulnerable, broken, aching everywhere, and not knowing the uncertainty of my future, not knowing what the next few days, weeks, and months were going to bring, I began to cry. But not out of sadness, not out of feeling alone, not out of feeling broken, but out of gratitude. And this was the second time in my life that I began to cry out of joy and love, simply because of the gratitude I felt for the incredible connections in my life, the incredible people that had my back, the incredible brothers, the incredible family, friends, people that had shown me so much love and care in my life. How blessed was I to be lying here in a dark room on the third floor of the Stedman Clinic in Vail, Colorado, in one of my most broken physical states of my life, but to realize that I had hundreds of people on my team, hundreds of people in my life that loved me, cared for me, and would do anything to help me out, and especially in a time of physical brokenness. This was one of the moments in my life when it became most evident to me how important human connection is, not only for me, but for every single person in this world. And studying neuroscience and behavior the last four years at Notre Dame, I gained an incredible appreciation for the brain and for the fact that whether or not you are an introvert or an extrovert, you are a social creature. We are born into this world relationship-seeking, interaction-seeking, connection-driven. And from an early age, one of the biggest predictors of later intelligence, function, success, fulfillment, joy, you name it, are the social interactions we have at an early age. And as people on this earth, Yes, it is important to have our alone time. But man, I can't stress enough how important it is to be connected, 
to be connected in terms of work life, in terms of our physical and mental, emotional well-being, in terms of being connected to our family and our friends, of having those people to guide us, to fall back on, to love, to talk to, to share ideas with. We are relationship seeking. Heck, we even have a place in our brain called the fusiform face area, the FFA, that processes when we look at other people's faces. This area in our brain actually processes faces. How crazy is that? Throughout our life, it can be so easy to curl up into our ball, to curl up into an isolating individual manner. But how important is it to maintain the connections that we have? Again, even when we just want to live that life of isolation, a life of of, of staying in our comfort zone. Again, it's so important to have that time to yourself. We all need it. But it's crucial to maintain those connections, especially in a time like we're going through right now where social distancing is the norm. We all can feel isolated at certain points in our houses. We're not able to see the people we want all the time. But yet, what a gift we've been given to get closer with our families, to get closer with people and establish those connecting, maintain those connections through Zoom, phone calls, texts. The worst thing you can do to a human being, as research shows over and over, is isolate them. And that is why the prison system we have in the U.S. is one of the most expensive systems, but one of the worst at rehabilitating individuals and getting them ready for another life in this world. You look at other rehabilitation systems in Europe or all over the world where the emphasis is not more on locking someone out and making sure they they learn their lesson first for months or years on end in solitary confinement or behind bars and more the emphasis on teaching them lessons, teaching them tools, trades for their next time, their next life in society. Connection is everything. And learning all about neurotransmitters, the brain, what happens on a day-to-day basis in the brain was one of the greatest gifts I was ever given at Notre Dame. And one of the things that is so important, vital, what happens when we have these connections and take, make this effort to maintain our connections is the following. Neurotransmitters are these neurochemicals that make us feel so alive are released. Oxytocin, an incredible neuropeptide in the brain, is released every time we give someone a hug, every time we reach out to a human being, every single time we feel that that warm feeling like someone has our back or we just feel so alive after that wonderful conversation we shared with our grandpa or our best friend over the phone, oxytocin is released. 
There are also studies that the neurotransmitter of dopamine. You've probably heard of dopamine, that chemical that makes you feel so good, makes you feel high after a run or after you eat that really great ice cream dessert or after you go see that movie. There are studies that show that dopamine also is in play when you are connected and are actively maintaining those connections. And throughout the last couple of years, I've thought about connections and maintaining those. And what does it mean? How does that define us? And as someone who has been blessed to have multiple experiences all over the world in this last year, two, three, four years after going off to school, I've begun to question, where is my home? And I'd like to ask you that same question today. When someone says, where is your home? How do you respond? Do you respond that my home is a place where I was raised most of my life in that rural town of South Carolina? Do you respond that my home is currently where I reside right now with my family, with my kids? Or do you say home is not a place? It is a people. Home is not a building. Home is not where I've spent the majority of my life. Home is a feeling. And when I've contemplated these thoughts about Patrick, where is your home? For me, home is where I feel most connected to the people around me. And for many years, that was Portland, Oregon, with my family, with my high school, with my, my tennis high school tennis teammates, it was Portland, Oregon. And when I went off to Notre Dame and began to feel extremely connected to my brothers there, to my family there, to all the incredible people that shaped me and taught me more things than I ever learned, that was home. When I went to France for that four-month-long experience last spring, 2019, that was home. And when I spent time out in Vail, Colorado, throughout each of the internships or times receiving hip surgeries, when I felt connected out there, that was home. For me, home is where I feel most connected because I believe connection is everything. Even when you are a Buddhist monk, even when you might take a life of solitude, take those vows and live a life of quiet, peace, solace in the mountains. I still argue that you are connected. And yes, you might not be connected as much to other human beings, but you are connected to the earth. You are connected to that higher power that you might label as God. So I argue today that everything stems around our life connections, and especially in a time like right now, where it's so easy to close up, where it's so easy to get into your corners and your routines of just interacting with the people you physically see. Remember that you are a social creature. You are meant to interact with other people on this earth. And I challenge each one of you to think right now. Think about three moments in your life when you felt most alive, when you felt in a remarkable amount of joy and fulfillment and peace. Think about that. Three moments. Now think about each of these three moments. 
I'm going to challenge you to think about, did they involve other people? Did they involve sharing laughter with people? Did they involve going somewhere with another person? Did they involve a personal connection that ran so deep that you left that experience a changed person? Whatever those experiences are that you just conjured up mentally. I bet they had something to do with the connections you felt in this life. Maintaining connection is everything. And how can we do this, especially in a time right now where social distancing is something we must follow for the good of humanity, for the good of stopping this virus? And maybe we aren't as connected as we'd like to be. Well, number one, make connection a daily habit. And as Nike likes to say, making sport a daily habit, we, for the time being, are going to make this connection a daily habit. Whether that means Zoom calling people, FaceTiming, sending texts, make a commitment to yourself and other people to make this a daily practice. Maybe after lunch every day, you commit yourself to sending one text to someone in your life you love. Or maybe twice a week, you commit yourself to getting on the phone with someone in your life that has had a positive influence on you. And number two, I challenge each one of you to reach out to three people in your life that you love and want to maintain a connection with. I challenge you to reach out to these people and establish a set time, whether it's once a week, whether it's bi-weekly, once a month, when you can get on the phone with them and simply chat. Simply maintain this connection through words and through a conversation. Because even when we are isolated, even when we can't see the people in our life that we love, besides our family, besides those individuals that we are we're spending this time in our house, in this immediate time frame, I challenge each of you, because it's in your power, because you still can do this, to find a way to maintain connection. And today I will leave you with an African proverb that I think speaks so largely to this fact that maintaining connection in our life with the people we love and with the human person in general is everything. It goes like this. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Maintaining connection, it's everything.